Hi, I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and welcome to the Medical Influencers Show. Today, my special guest is Dr. Moshi Dekel. Welcome to the show today. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. I am too. So today we're going to be talking mainly about fatigue, brain fog, <laughs> and you are a, an, an expert in helping people that have problems with fatigue, correct? Yes, I, I, I am an expert in that. I've been treating uh, my patients with this kind of issues another for the last 20 years out of my 39 years in medical practice in the trenches, so to speak. Have some water. Awesome. Sorry about that. <laughs> I need to get some water. So, um, so you said 39 years. Is that correct? In, in private practice. Wow. That is a long time. So you've, you've probably dealt with quite a few people that have a, a little bit of problems with their energy, correct? <laughs> I find that this is really a ubiquitous issue. Uh, a lot of my patients coming in and say, listen, I, I, I can get up in the morning and when I get up, I have a little energy and then at two o'clock I crash and mm -hmm. take a nap or I come from work and the only thing I can do is just crash and do nothing. I can, I can barely have dinner. I uh, obviously, you. not everybody's like that, but that's the extreme case. Right. And, and it's up to, to me to actually decipher uh, the underlying causes of what's happening here and what we can do in order to resolve. All right, so so when when somebody comes to you with fatigue, what what is the first area or what's the first thing that um th that should be addressed? What what do you look at when you when somebody says, "Hey, I'm having some problems," and you say you can help them? What uh, where where do you typically look first? I look first at lifestyle and diet. These are one of the most important things that we can do with any patient because a lot of us, unfortunately, don't eat the way we should eat. Uh, and even if we do, a lot of us have incomplete digestion, uh, issues with not enough hydrochloric acid in the stomach, not enough digestive enzymes, not the, the flora, the gut flora, the probiotic environment in the gut is wrong. So really, most of, of, of the job of a holistic doctor, the way I see it, is really listening to my patients because they're, they're going to tell us the story. And what I need to do is kind of take the bits and pieces from that story and say, okay, what is it, how does it apply to clinical medicine? And what can I actually find out in order to ameliorate, to make it better, and to resolve the problem? Because, you know, we don't use prescription drugs, which don't help anyway. So we find out what the issues are and how to address them. I think that sounds good. So how does a person know that they should see someone if they're feeling fatigue, they could go, well, you know, I'm just, I, I'm just kind of, I'm working a lot or whatever. How does a, how does a person go from the point of, I need to check, you know, get evaluated and determine if there's actually something going wrong. How does somebody know? That's a great question. And unfortunately, a lot of my patients have seen five to 10 doctors before me and unable to resolve their issue because what they do is they take blood tests and they figure out, well, let me check the thyroid because the thyroid is an issue, mm -hmm. but the thyroid levels come back fine. So 
they continue to investigate and they find out, well, not only I'm fatigued, but I'm so depressed about it because I don't have a life. So now they have a prescription. Oh, right. thank you very much. I found something, I can give her a prescription, and I did my job. So most of my patients have seen multitude of doctors, and they find people like me, professionals like me, probably by sheer, how would I say, they just kind of, it's the last straw. It's they just do a, a search for alternative medicine or, or holistic medicine because they say, listen, I'm taking five, ten prescription drugs. I'm feeling worse by the day. Mm-hmm. So that's one way they get to us. Another way to get to us is because they talk to other people, other, you know, friends, family, acquaintances, etc., and they find out, you know what, I have a similar problem to you, like you, and commercial medicine didn't help me, unfortunately, and I found a holistic practitioner, and that's how they find us. Gotcha. So, so. That's how, well, that's typically like you're saying mainly referrals. Is that correct? Usually is that the, the, the main way? I would say the referral is about 60% of our patient population. There is really searches, internet. Oh, so people are finding you online. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They do a search. They found online, uh, or even on social media sometimes. I mean, you know, I have thousands of followers. They know me pretty well for the last 40 years or so. Uh, they know what I do, and they kind of communicate within their community. And mm-hmm. when somebody says, you know, I'm fatigued, I'm this, I'm that. So they say, you know what? I think this doctor can help you. And that's how they find us. Now, you, do you offer the ability to talk to you um, online or, or, or you know, uh, um, telemedicine-wise? Absolutely, especially now with the, with the COVID mania. Um, <laughs> Yes. Yes. But even before that, because again, I treat patients from all over the country and actually international patients. So I like to do the Zoom, which is excellent because I like to see my patients and very probably like to see who they're talking to. Right. I think the heart is, I, I feel their energy, what they're all about. So I like to do Zoom or, or Skype, whatever they have. But I have no problem with doing a phone consultation. I mean, today I can order labs in advance, have it on my screen and really hone in, it's almost as good as face-to-face, especially in holistic medicine. Right. Wow, that's awesome. So once uh, somebody finds you and they say, okay, I'm I'm having this problem with my fatigue, you said that you you start with, uh, you know, evaluating them. How can can you do a complete evaluation uh, online like this? Yes, I can, because uh, especially depending on the scope, because mm-hmm. the scope is pretty broad, okay? If they don't have recent labs or they don't have enough labs, I would order labs for them because I want to see what the blood chemistry is. I want to see the complete blood count. I want to see if they're anemic. Anemia can cause, of course, fatigue, okay? I want to see their uh, reserves of, of iron. I want to see what the adrenals are doing. I want to see what the thyroid is doing. I want to see if they're inflamed. I want, to, I want to order CRP, I want to order homocysteine, et cetera. Because why? If somebody's inflamed, 99% starts in the gut. So now I know the gut is involved. Mm-hmm. I get the diet now. I say, okay, you're eating this, this, and this. And do you have heartburn? Do you have any bloating after you? Do you have constipation? Do you have diarrhea? Do you have any discomfort in the abdominal uh, area? Because you see, energy is the result of the following. What we eat 
how we digest, how we assimilate, how we burn, and how we eliminate. Okay, so we already talked about the first two. What do you take? What do you intake as food, for instance? I found out if they have any symptoms of digestive issue, and by the way, even if we don't have any issues with digestion, that doesn't mean we're out of the woods. Because in, in my experience, right. <laughs> if, you don't take, if you don't take at least digestive enzymes and probiotics, you probably have an underglycon. So once I'm done with that, okay, so assimilation. So again, it's how we digest, how we assimilate, okay? Then how we burn. So what burns food? What makes energy in our body? Well, each cell has what we call mitochondria, which are the kind of factory cells that make what? Make energy. Well, who controls it? Who controls metabolic rate? The thyroid, a small little gland right here, the butterfly gland that speaks to every cell in our body to tell us what kind of energy to make and how much of it. However, it's not a standalone gland. We have the adrenal that works very, very closely with it, and I like to call them the Siamese twins. Siamese twins. Siamese twins. Okay, we cannot just, I'm telling you, in my experience, if you just, you find out, let's say somebody is a thyroid deficient, mm -hmm. and you take care of it, buy the book perfectly, you get 100% of your test, A+, plus, and they don't still do better. Why? Because you didn't support the adrenal, okay? And we're talking about support, nutritional support, supplement support, etc. And you say, why is that? Well, what's the connection? Well, the adrenals are the, called the stress gland. Well, obviously we're stressed, and very few of us are actually taking the time to regenerate the adrenals. And if we don't have a good night's sleep, we definitely don't have adrenals that's functioning. The adrenals have gone down, taken down with it the, the thyroid. And when I start conversing with my patients and kind of guide a conversation to the thyroid to say, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I just said blood test. My doctor told me all my levels are fine. Right. What's the story here? <laughs> that, that's, that's a good point. What's the story? The story is that 80% of underactive thyroid do not show it on the blood. Really? Absolutely. That's a lot. Absolutely. And there are very, there's enough information out there, there's enough data to support that. So just because you have normal TSH, normal T3, normal T4, doesn't mean that you're not under active thyroid. Because if you don't have energy, if your brain fog, if your temperature is on a cold side, in other words, if your temperature is in the 97 range or less on a, when you get up in the morning, guess what? You're thyroid deficient. Because the thyroid is also the thermostat of the body. So if it's under uh, performing, you're going to be cold. You're going to be cold. I have patients that will walk around with temperature of 95. Hmm. 95. 95 is, is like almost four degrees below normal. Right. Nobody raised any question about it. So let, let's assume we now focus four degrees over normal. It's 102, 103. Is that you got a fever. You're in trouble. So why on the other side, it's not a problem? Every degree that our body is functioning at, at less core temperature, enzymatic efficiency goes drastically down. Enzymes work 
exactly at 98.6. 97.6, they work, but 80% capacity. How about degree less? Another 20%. So everything is related. Uh, hair loss, especially for women. Uh, constipation. Irregular menstrual cycles for women. Infertility in women. High blood pressure. All these are, can be part of underactive thyroid. Wow. So how do you check a thyroid if you do a blood test and it says, hey, everything's fine, then, then how do you know your thyroid is a problem? Too I, like the question. I, I did like the, the point where you said about the temperature. So, so what you're saying is if uh, you, you could do, anybody at home could do this where they could take a, a thermometer, of, I guess a digital one, and check themselves uh, when they wake up in the morning, is that correct? That is correct. And if they continuously be to, below 97, okay, uh, most likely they have underactive thyroid. And if it's 96, I can guarantee it. And that's uh, uh, oral. oral. Orally, okay. Well, I'm going to do this yes. test myself. Orally is fine. Uh, again, accelerated temperature is going to be slightly lower. Right, right. Uh, actually, oral temperature is 98.2. Uh, rectal temperature is 98.6 because it's core temperature. So oral cavity is slightly less. Axillary is slightly less. But again, oral, if you check it, then it's 97, 96 point something. That, you know, so if it's below 98 orally, then there's something going on. Below 97, I would say. What's that? Below 97. 97, below 97. Yes. Then we have an issue. And we have an issue, and we have to explore it. So I say, well, how do you do? I mean, the blood chemistry is fine. So what do you do? You kind of, yes, I give it thyroid support. And I can tell you one thing. I tell my patients, if you don't feel better in two weeks, I miss something. If you do what I tell you to do, and you don't have at least 50% improvement of your original symptoms, I miss something and I don't like to miss anything. So I say, you need to call me and let me know that, Hey, I don't feel any better. And then I kind of have to reassess and say, okay, what's going on? So I'm continuing to question, ask him, and I of course, look at the diet, look at the lifestyle, look at the sleep, look at everything else and see, did I miss anything? Usually I didn't miss anything. And therefore all my patients really get better if they do what I tell them to do, which is kind of, Pretty remarkable, considering that if they just take medication, they're not going to do well at all. So when you work with someone's thyroid, you're not giving them thyroxine, for example. Is that correct? Excellent question. Thyroxine is T4. Now, T4 is not an active hormone. T4 has to convert to T3. T3 is the active hormone. So conventional medicine is giving T4, thyroxine, uh, levothyroxine, that's T4. And it will help some patients, but some patients will not help. What patient will not help? Patient who has a problem converting T4 to T3. You say, what does it need? I mean, how does it convert it? Well, first of all, need energy. Number two, you need enzymes, coenzymes, selenium, okay, zinc, uh, and the energy needed to convert it if you're not converting well, and especially if you are stressed. 
Cortisol goes up when you stress. Cortisol stops the conversion of T4 to T3. So your thyroid could be low because you're under a lot of stress because of the conversion problem. Absolutely. In other words, what happens is the T4 can convert to T3, which is an active hormone, or if cortisol is up, it it will convert to reverse T3. Reverse T3 is very similar to T3, but it's not an active hormone, number one. Number two, when it bounds onto the receptor, it blocks T3 from telling the receptor, hey, you need to go to work. Really? Yeah, absolutely. So all these little nuances we have to find out and we need to adjust them. I see a lot of patients that come to me that they were diagnosed, diagnosed with underactive thyroid, conventionally, conventional medicine. They were not put on adrenal support, but they put on thyroxine or levothyroxine or whatever. Uh, and the first months after they were given that, they said, wow, I feel better. So they come back to the doctor and they do, they do another blood test, especially called TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone. Mm-hmm. Now, when they come back and they have good amount of thyroid in their system, the TSH, according to conventional medicine, is too low. Too low. Okay. The conventional doctor gets concerned that the amount of thyroid they gave them is too much. Okay. That's not good. You don't want to give too much thyroid. So what they do, they reduce the dose. Two months later, they come back. They do another test. And the patient comes in. And the doctor looks at the test and says, you're perfect. PSH is exactly where I want it to be. Right. But But the doctor said, the doctor says, the doctor says, uh, the patient says, but I don't feel good. I don't have the energy. But the doctor says, you know. It's not your thyroid then, right? That's what they're saying. The thing is here, and they will not give them enough thyroid. So anyway, the first one was correct. So what they don't realize is that they, that the TSH, I found out over the last 20 years in holistic medicine, that patients who have normal active thyroid on supplementation, their TSH is going to be too low for the normal, normal, normal numbers. So in that respect, I pay attention to what the patient presents and not just the lab results. And Makes therefore, sense. when they come to me, you know, I, I make the adjustment. Number one, I, I don't like to use T4 thyroxine, as you mentioned. I like to use natural, uh, either adrenal des- desiccated uh, thyroid, like um, uh, we have Natrothroid, we have Levothroid, uh, uh and others that are actually desiccated glands, and they have 80% T4 and 20% T3. So even if you're not that good converter, you're getting some T3 to start with. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some patients do, if they do well on T4, a little on T4, just just those. I don't want to make big changes. But if they don't, if they don't convert. And sometimes you have to actually give T3. Because why? Because they, even if they don't convert well, the T3 in the, in the combination of the, of the glandular uh, part is not enough for them, so you need to give T3. Mm. So everybody's different, and you have to follow them clinically. Also about this, but mainly clinically, because, listen, I tell them very simply, 
you will know if you take too much thyroid. You will know. You're going to have tachycardia. You're going to have fast heartbeat, palpitations. And I tell them right off the bat, if you have palpitation, you have to call me because at that point we're going to decrease the dose and find out what is the great place for you to be. Good to get the energy, lose the extra weight, get metabolic rate where it needs to be, get your temperature up where it needs to be without getting into tachycardia. Now, is there a bioidentical um, thyroid available? That's, that's what we're talking about. That's the one I use, which is actually made of a, uh, of a gland. Uh, either the, the thyroid gland of either pigs or cats. Okay, so one of the, mo the most notorious one is called Armour, Armour Thyroid. Uh, Nature's Thyroid is, an, is another one. It's the same ingredients, but just made by a different company. Mm -hmm. uh, and or the bioidentical uh, pharmacies actually get it in bulk, desiccated thyroid, and they can put it in capsule according to how much you tell them. So that's the bioidentical specifically done by that. But the, the armor is, even though it's, you can get it in GNC, it's still natural. It's still natural. Interesting. So when somebody has this uh, energy problem, those are the two areas, the thyroid and the, the adrenals that should be addressed. Now, you haven't discussed much about the adrenals. Yeah, the adrenals are, are very important because we, we beat up on them on a regular basis just because we live in the 21st century. Not even talking about COVID and all the stress and not work. I mean, even pre-COVID. Uh, and if we don't support them with de-stressing, meditation, good sleep, mm -hmm. we need good sleep. We need at least five hours of straight sleep out of the seven or eight hours that we need in order to, for the adrenal to regenerate, to mm -hmm. kind of replenish themselves. And if we wake up in the middle of the night because we don't sleep well, or we have to go to the bathroom, et cetera, that is not helpful to the adrenal. The good news is that you can, you have supplementation that will support the adrenal to the point of being normal. So the idea is really, bring, the analogy I like to give to patients is the following. Our body is being pulled forward by two horses, okay. the adrenal and the thyroid. If I just feed the thyroid horse and I don't feed the adrenal horse, you're going to move forward at the speed of the slowest horse. Mm. So we need to we need to support both of them. It makes sense. It makes sense. Um, excellent. Um, so when you're how, is there? You said the thyroid. You can check for temp, how is there? How do you check your uh, adrenals? The adrenals you can check with saliva. Okay, uh, I check, you can check saliva, cortisol level, cortisol level of, in saliva. Mm -hmm. Usually I like to do it four times during the day. So it's a spit test. You have a look, four different containers that you spit in them. Let's say when you wake up around 11 o'clock, around three or four o'clock and before you go to bed. And we look at the curve of the cortisol. Cortisol, it's interesting because the, the adrenal actually wakes us up because cortisol start to climb up at around five o'clock in the morning. We reach a certain level, we wake up. Mm. Okay. Got it. So it really spikes in the morning, stays like that a little bit, and then start to decline. 
and goes almost to very little before we're ready to go to bed. So that's a normal curve. And sometimes we find that it's a flat curve or reverse curve or whatever, because again, if it starts to climb at night, guess what? You're not going to sleep because the body responds to it and say, hey, it's time to wake up, it's time to go to work, it's time to go to eat. So anybody that wakes up at three o'clock in the morning and raise the refrigerator, most likely it's adrenal. Ah, now for adrenal support is uh, how do you support the adrenals? Let's say if they're having spikes of adrenaline in the evenings or when they wake up. Good question. Two types of supplements. Mm -hmm. Number one, we use what we call adaptogens. Adaptogens are certain nutrients that actually help stabilize the activity of the gland. In other words, an adaptogen like ashwagandha, rhodiola, cordyceps, increase the gland activity if it's too low. But if it's too high, it levels it down. So these are, these are called adaptogens. So the, the supplement that I use are a combination of adaptogen and adrenal gland, desiccated adrenal gland, again, made from animals, either from calves, okay, or pigs uh, that are specifically uh, designed for that. Mm-hmm. And that's how you support the adrenal. Now, also, you say, well, how do you know how much? That's a great question. How do you know how much and, and how, when to take it, et cetera, et cetera? Well, first of all, you take adrenal thyroid as soon as you wake up. Okay. okay. Then what you do is you take another dose depending on how the energy curve is. That's why it's important for me to ask them, how's your energy? Give me, a, give me the curve. What's happening? Most likely, most people need another dose at around one or two o'clock in the afternoon. To uh, prevent both. this. Yeah, usually both, usually both. And you say, well, how do you know? I do what we call muscle testing, kinesiology, and I find out. So everybody is different, but the body knows exactly. It totally subconscious, and it gives me the right product that I need to use to the quantity that I need to use, and how many times a day I need to use. Mm. Okay. And I asked my patient to give me a report, either via email, text, or a short conversation, how they're doing. Because if they're not doing better, we need to fix it. We need to adjust it. We need to find out why not. Mm-hmm. Now, another important part of, of energy is quality of sleep. And you, you, you know that insomnia is a huge problem in the United States, especially Western society. Huge problem. If we don't sleep, we just don't repair and we're going to break down and we need to find out why we don't sleep. Okay. A lot of us cannot turn off the, the loop in the brain. Okay. What I'm going to do tomorrow, what I didn't do today, what all these thoughts that we didn't put to bed, so to speak, before we went to bed. Mm-hmm. So I suggest my patient, you know what? A few mantras to say before you go to bed. Three of them. Number one, I forgive myself. Number two, I'm going to have a great night's sleep. Number three, tomorrow is another day. Shut the computer. Okay, and also don't have anything stimulating before you go to bed, like watching a very action movie or a scary movie or whatever, or even look at the news because it's scary. Right. You know? So uh, avoid all this and, and really calm down and do, you know, and we have to do relaxation exercise on a daily basis. You know, just kind of. Feel yourself. The problem is, a lot of us have to do two, three jobs a day, 
to support our families. So who has the time for that? Yeah. And we take our body for granted. But the thing is, when they come to me, they realize, hey, I can't do it. I cannot take it for granted anymore. I need to listen to it because he's sending me messages. Symptoms are messages. Mm-hmm. Up to me to, to help interpret the patient, to the patient, what it means and what they need to do in order not to feel so miserable. So they have a great incentive to make some changes because, as you know, the hardest thing for us to do is what? Change lifestyle. Right. Change diet. Got it. Wow. That's a lot to uh, think about. So I like that. Um, yeah, good topic today because, I mean, I know so many people that have problems with fatigue. Uh, you know, I suffer from it myself occasionally. So it's uh, definitely enlightening. I need to get my thyroid and adrenals checked out myself. <laughs> well, again, what you do is just check the temperature. I mean, it's not a bad idea to get a TSH T3 free, 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 not, not total. Because one thing, we have a certain amount of hormone, whatever it is, in the bloodstream. And it's called total. Total T4, total T3, total testosterone, and on and on and on. That doesn't tell us so much because it depends on the, the active hormone is the hormone that is free that's not bound to protein in the blood. Right. So I don't even bother with, with total. I said, give me the free. Give me what's the free level of T3, T4, TSH, and reverse T3 because sometimes reverse T3, if it's elevated, means what? Cortisol is up. And T4 converts to reverse T3, which is getting me down. Mm. Beautiful. Nicely said. All right. Well, I think we've covered a great topic today. I think uh, your information was very, very helpful. So I appreciate you uh, sharing your knowledge with us today. So if uh, somebody wants to learn more and talk to you, how, how would they go about doing that? Well, they can go on my website, uh, drdeckel.com, dr d-e-k-e-l dot com all right or I call my assistant at 843-422-8328 and we can help them very quickly even though they can be on the other side of the country <laughs> perfect well that's wonderful well Dr. Deckel it was a pleasure speaking with you today and thank you so much for taking the time to educate our wonderful community Thank you very much for having me, and uh, we'll see you soon on on a future podcast. Yes, thank you so much.